Good evening. Welcome to Points in the Paint. I am Doug. I am your host. I am here with Sam. Sam's over there, over there, over there. I can't get these stupid. There he is. Nope, that one. There he is. Uh, there he is over there. <laughs> we are here to talk about the NBA. We have reached the finals. They start tomorrow night. Uh, we will have the Suns and the Bucks. Uh, I don't think either one of these teams have been to the finals or won a championship since I've been alive. So they are, it has been a while for both of them. Um, Sam, I know we were talking a little bit before we got started, but what kind of your, your early thoughts on, on this matchup? I'm, I'm glad as you know, it's not too big. I mean, obviously Milwaukee's been good, you know, for a few years now, Phoenix, you know, they've got some young talent, but getting Chris Paul's kind of pushed them over. So it's good. You know, I, I think whoever wins, I think it'll, it's going to be good for the NBA overall. Um, if Milwaukee wins, obviously, Hey, you know, Giannis, you know, like look out for him, young up and coming player, you know, if Devin Booker wins, Hey, look out for him, you know, even younger, um, up and coming player. So, um, it definitely shows up that future of the NBA is in the right hands. And it's good. You know, it's not your traditional teams. It's not your Lakers. You know, I, I had the Lakers, you know, winning it this year. That was a team, obviously. I've uh, talked about that. But the fact that they're not in it, you know, it's been a kind of a blessing to see these other teams like Phoenix and Portland and some of these other uh, Utah. Uh, yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I've actually enjoyed watching both of these teams yeah. play throughout the entire playoffs. Um both have overcome some injury challenges. Chris Pauls was early on in the playoffs, and now Giannis has, you know, has the knee right now. Um, don't know where he's at for tomorrow night. They're probably playing that close to the chest um, at this point. But I would be very surprised if he doesn't make at least some type of appearance here just because yeah. it is the finals. I'm not sure. I mean, the injury diagnosis is a hyperextended right knee. So if that serves me correctly, and I think I kind of looked at it and they'll say maybe like 10 days, but I think, I mean, he's got almost a full week now. I think he might. I mean, maybe he misses a game. They're cautious. He misses game one tomorrow, make it a full, a little bit over a week that he plays Thursday. But I think he, he should be good to go. Like they just said, there's no structural damage, but that's good. So, um, and the fact that he was able to walk off the corner of his own power, you know, he's probably, he's probably a little sore. You know, might be a little gimpy still, but if, the, if he doesn't have a limp or anything like that, I think he can go. Um, the thing is, he would probably maybe want to adjust the way he plays. You know how he likes to barrel down the lane and, you know, just charge down and try to dunk. You know, maybe try to play off the ball more, go back door. Um, and, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. The time Only only time will tell at this point whether he's, whether he's going to play or not. Um, yeah. Guess is probably he will um, just because it is the finals. Um, let's talk quickly about the the two matches that they that they got to be here. Um, I specifically wanted to talk about the Milwaukee Atlanta series that went the full seven games because that was a slugfest that basically came down you mean, fourth quarter. You mean, you yeah. mean six six games? Six games. Yes. Yeah, M Milwaukee, Atlanta. Yeah, no, and that's that series is interesting because obviously, uh, you know, Atlanta came out first and struck early with that game one win, but then Milwaukee dominated them in game two, and it was like, okay, well, never mind. I don't think Atlanta has a chance anymore. But and then Atlanta, and then obviously Milwaukee won game three as well. I think by a considerable fashion. And Atlanta, so like, all right, well, yeah, there goes Milwaukee seizing control of this series. Maybe this series will only go five games. And then obviously Giannis gets hurt in game four. 
Um, and that just kind of changed up anything. But it's been it's been really good because it's really shown the emergence of uh, Chris Middleton, especially with Giannis been down. Like I think Chris Middleton games five and six, he like scored twenty plus points in like the third one quarter, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter in another game. Like that's how you close out a series. Like you or close out a team. I'm sorry or a series. You know what I'm saying when you see you know sense him on the ropes. You know you put your you put your foot on the gas. Yeah, and Bobby Portis was the guy yeah. once once he once Giannis went out that really kind of stepped up and kind of took that role. Um, so for for former Bulls fans who remember him playing yep. playing with yep. those guys, um, he's a good player. Kept calling him crazy eyes, which was hilarious. Yeah, he because he had those big eyes, but he was a good player for the Bulls. I remember him obviously with the fight with Miritich, you know, and like I said to somebody the other day, it was just one of those situations where he just needed a fresh start, you know, and unfortunately he had to leave Chicago. I thought that was a great draft pick for us, and it was a steal, it was late first rounder, um, and he contributed with us. So I'm glad to see him kind of settling in Milwaukee. I mean, playing behind Giannis and Lopez and, you know, Holiday. He, there's still, you know, room for him to score and have an impact on the game. So that's yeah. good for Bobby Porters. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great to see him going to get his shot there. And then Atlanta was just a gritty team all playoffs, man. Yeah. I lo- I fell in love with those guys and, and Trey Young. I loved how they played. I loved how Trey Young played. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were kind of my my mm-hmm. kind of dark horse to kind of come through it all because they were really yeah. man well. On the other side, uh, the Suns beat uh, – who did they play? Uh, Clippers. Clippers, yes, thank you. Um, now, obviously, they were without Kawhi for most of that series. Um, but the Suns were, were looked like a very good team. Um, obviously, you have Chris Paul and then Devin mm-hmm. Parker, who's, who just seem, seems to be able just to go off and everything too. He's been – He's been quite the revelation uh, for me this off in this in this playoffs. So I really like watching those guys play as well. That two that two man game that they've got going on is 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 really something special. I agree. Uh, Chris Paul kind of getting there kind of helps stabilize those young guys and kind of help get them you know get them in order. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, DeAndre, and you know, he's in, he's a nice young player down low. He's going to be, you know, definitely a force to reckon with for years to come. And Devin Booker, who I've always kind of compared to Kobe Bryant, if you watch their games, is very similar. And I think that's his favorite player. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of reminiscent, obviously, of Kobe or whatever. So that's good to see him kind of, you know, getting, getting into the big stage. And I'm excited to see what Booker does. You know, I think Booker. <clears throat> I think Booker's going to have fun this finals. I think he'll see a lot of different people guarding him. I think he'll see Giannis on him, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, P.J. Tucker. They're going to try to guard him, but I still think Devin Booker's going to have – I think he's going to have a good final series. I think he's – like. I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think he's about to announce himself to the to the NBA world who hasn't yeah. been paying attention up to this point. He's, he's about to step out. So where do you see the key matchups – in this series, who, where do you think the, the advantage is lie? The center, the center matchup, DeAndre Ayton versus uh, Brooke Lopez. That's going to be big. Uh, whoever has a bigger, I think whoever has a bigger, the better game between them, better overall game. I think that'll determine what team wins. Um, if DeAndre Ayton, you know, and, and Ben, um, I think on the perimeter as well. Um, I look at you know Phoenix with like Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder. Um, the other guy, Cam Johnson, uh, Dario Sarr. They have a bunch of wing players. Milwaukee has what Bobby Portis, <clears throat> and uh, you know I don't know if Gian- what we're going to get from Giannis. So I look on the perimeter matchup and Devin Booker, and I guess Milwaukee does have Middleton, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how that perimeter matchup shakes up. 
you know, and then throw Devin Booker in there as well because he plays in the perimeter. So um, three-point shooting, I think Milwaukee shoots a lot of threes and they can get hot and hit them, but I think they have to be selective with their threes this series. I think Phoenix might could shoot a lot of threes with their wing players, but Devin Booker and Chris Paul are going to look to get in the paint and get in the mid-range game. So uh, whatever, I think if Milwaukee plays, you know, to their strengths to get the ball down low, I think they could, they could, you know, they can win. But if Phoenix, you know, is able to uh, hit their threes and then Chris Paul and CP3 can do their thing, or Chris Paul and uh, Booker do their thing in their mid-range and then Aiton's a low down low, I think Phoenix will win the series. Yeah, I kind of feel like that that the the two superstar thing versus the one superstar thing, if it comes down to that, if for the guy that needs a bucket, Phoenix has two options where Milwaukee really kind of relies on Giannis and kind of those those closing those closing Yeah. What about on the bench? What with with in the coaching situation? That's interesting. Um and these are two good coaches. Um they're good. I mean, Monty, I mean, Monty Williams and Mike Budenholzer. So I think whoever makes better adjustments in the series ultimately determine who wins. Um, I, uh, Monty Williams, you know, obviously, um, yeah, he's been he's been around before. Um, the same thing in Budenholzer. So the bench, man, I kind of want to give the edge to Phoenix's bench because I forgot Phoenix also has Tory Craig too. So Phoenix has got some bench players that come in or the dude. Uh, what's the the point guard? They used to play for the Bulls. Campaign. Remember Cameron Payne? Remember him when we had him in Chicago? He was terrible for us, and we gave up McDermott and some Todd Gibson for him, and uh, never, never quite gave, forgave Chicago for that. <laughs> but uh, you know, he comes in and he's got speed, so he could change up the series. Like he's faster than Chris Paul, so he can, you know, potentially, you know, you know, I don't know if Milwaukee has somebody that can guard him. I mean, Teague's older, maybe Teague can keep up with him. Um, but does Bobby Portis? You know, how does he play? You know, that would be key bench player to watch. Bobby Portis for, for Milwaukee. Uh, can Brent Forbes hit threes off the bench for them? Um, and for Phoenix, I mean, is is uh, Cam Johnson going to hit threes? Is Cameron Payne going to be able to get in the paint and use his speed to the advantage? Is Sarge going to do anything for you? You know, and um, whoever. I can't remember who else they have on their bench. Oh, I think Tory Craig. Um, we'll, it'll be interesting to see. Whoever's bench – Plays better will also help too. Like Milwaukee, like another guy I like on Milwaukee's bench is Pat Connaughton. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, those are all those are all really good, really good points there. Um, Phoenix is probably favorite for Game One. I know. Yeah, Phoenix is a six point favorite. Yeah, I think Phoenix is going to win Game One. Yeah, that's kind of the that's kind of the way that I'm I'm feeling early on there too. Um, that they'll that they'll snag that one there. There was another point I was about to make and it went right out of my head. I can't remember what it was now. Dang it. Ah, joys of life of a live show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. Uh, are there any other kind of, Oh, I know what it was. Um, foul trouble and turnovers. Those are always seem to be kind of the two kind of X factors in the game. Um, either one of the probably once you get to this point, you're probably not going to be, you're not getting to the finals if you're turning over the ball a lot. But nope. do one of these teams tend to get in more foul trouble than the other? Or are they both pretty, pretty? No, Milwaukee's actually a really good defensive team. Uh, Phoenix, I think, uh, I think Phoenix is. I'm not sure what Phoenix's defensive ratings are, but Milwaukee's is pretty good, and they're pretty good in that foul. And I think Phoenix is the same as well. Uh, so that's good because I don't want it to be a. 
I don't want it to be a, a game of fouls. But if Milwaukee is attacking, though, down low, there could, that could lead to fouls. Like if Giannis comes back and Giannis is attacking, he can he can grab, draw fouls on uh, some of those players. And then if uh, they're attacking down low, they can probably draw fouls going for rebounds and stuff. So um, it'll be interesting to see. It's Man, it's like, it's like you don't know. And you just have to see how the series plays out because I don't even, I mean, I, I mean these teams play each other in the season, but I mean I don't remember those matchups, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I like I like it though because you just don't know everything's so unexpected. Like who's gonna, whoever, whatever team is able to play their assert their style pretty much wins. So yeah, yeah, it's one of those game of of inches kind of things where somebody gets hot that night and they carry you. They carry you into the into the into the next night. So, yep. yeah, that's that's kind of the way to to kind of attack those. Um, yeah, Ooh, not a very good interview there. All right, so what else do we want to talk about with this series? Um, I mean, that's I mean, it'll we we both kind of are in agreement then that Phoenix will probably pick Phoenix for game one. Game two, I don't know. It just depends on how, what happens in game one. It depends on who plays. Is Giannis playing in game one? Um, who knows? If I'm if I'm Milwaukee, I would probably hold him out for game one, depending on how. If but if he's ready, I don't know. They're like keeping everything tight lip. Like if he's practicing, whatnot. But I say he's good. But yeah, uh, yeah. If they if they want to be cautious with it, they'll hold him back. We'll see. Yeah, and it, it's a hyperextended knee, so it's those like I said, it's it's going to be a little sore. Um, I would just ice it like crazy on and off, like throughout, you know, this time. And I think, I think you'll be good to go, especially if there's, if there's any, I don't think there's any swelling. So I know somebody, one of the analysts today was saying how it's mental. And I agree it's, it's mental. Cause you know, you didn't hurt, you didn't hurt it structurally, but you feel like it's compromised or something, but I think he'll be fine. Wasn't there somebody who said, I can't remember who it was that said like the, the day after he got hurt was said, I had that same injury. You won't see him again in the playoffs. I can't remember who that was. But I don't remember. But probably a month at this point. I think he'll return at some point. I don't think it's that bad. But I, I mean, hyper. I mean, they literally said hyperextended. There's no structural damage. So yeah, yeah. You hyperextend. I mean, yeah. and the recovery time for that was like. I think the longest was like two weeks. So I'm like, if anything, he would probably miss the first two games. If, if he misses the first two games in the series, that's like 10 days or something like that. That will, But that's if Milwaukee's being overly cautious. Like, all right, let's hold him out of Phoenix. Um, and then we'll ring up in game three and four. But if let's say Milwaukee wins game one, and then they might be like, oh, let's hold him out for game two because that way we already kind of stole home court advantage. And then we could bring him back in game three. You know, we're, or we're home, we have the crowd. And so if we lose game two, then, hey, we can at least come home for game three and get game three and still home court advantage. And who knows? So, I mean, it's – I don't know. Yeah, and that, that, they're always looking to steal that that one on the road. So if it, I don't think – I think – I do think Milwaukee could potentially do steal a game in Phoenix. So I could think they could steal game two. I can see like Chris Paul having a great game, and then like Lane, and then kind of having a dud, so or subpar game, second game. Like I don't, I, I mean, I, it's gonna be interesting to see how Chris Paul holds up too. Like, do 
throughout the duration of these finals because he's had like the injury, the, the shoulder, the COVID, and all this and that. He's, you know, so we'll, that'll be that'll be something else to watch as well. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's had a bit of a rough go here, and especially at his at his age. Yep. This late in the season, he's got some wear and tear mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, but if he's looking good, he's probably the X factor in this whole thing. Um, I agree. Yeah. I was trying to look at like the, the matchup numbers and stuff here, trying to see, but they're very close with each other. Uh, Milwaukee scores 109.8 points a game. Phoenix scores 108.9 points a game, so they're only a point off. You know, Bucks average about 50 rebounds a game. The Suns are at like 44. I don't know what their free throw percentage. Oh, there it is. Three free throw percentage is, is the distinct advantage. The Suns shoot at 86 percent, and the Bucks obviously are only down at like 71 because Giannis brings them down and he shoots so many. Yeah. So yeah. So if it does get into a, a foul shooting contest, you've got to put your money on on Phoenix at at that point. So if I put you on the spot, mm-hmm. what's your prediction in for for this series? I think it goes seven. And maybe the Suns win it in seven in a in a walk off, I mean or a Cinderella kind of story for Chris Paul winning his finally finally winning that ring. Mm-hmm. Um Devin Booker, you know. You know, a couple of years removed from Kobe's passing, you know what I'm saying? But his reincarnation, you know, or his, you know, second coming of Kobe, you know, that's what everybody knows him for. He 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 gets that ring, you know. But I can also see a Giannis. Oh, I well, I can maybe with Giannis too. It's like okay, I got here, but I lost. But I plan to come back. So like. They get there and they just come up short. But as a guard, we'll be back though. We'll, we'll, we've been here before. We'll be back. But I, I'm kind of leaning towards Phoenix and it being like the Cinderella story. Like I know more people want to see Phoenix win just because um, they want Chris Paul to get that ring. Do you think he retires if if they win? Do you think he I does? I could see him maybe coming. Maybe yeah, I can see him retiring, or maybe trying to. Or well, I think he's going to be a free agent. I think his contract's up or something. Or maybe he might have one more year left. So maybe he comes back and he, you know, and if they're not contenders, they trade him to a contender. You know, if they're if they don't, if they're not going to make the playoffs, but he does the he does the Kobe farewell tour where he goes just maybe collecting gifts. They keep saying he's rumored because they they keep saying he wants to go like him and and LeBron James are uh, are friends. They keep saying they want to play together and they're both around, you know, but. I'm looking at his contract now. Game seven is in Phoenix for what that's worth. If that would go, that would be on yeah, yeah. the 22nd. So he has uh, one more year left. So next year is an aspire, it's going to be an inspiring contract. So if Phoenix is struggling and they're not going to make the playoffs, they could trade him to a contender and maybe he'll try to get another ring or something like that. Maybe they trade him back to like the Clippers or something. Like, all right, we got a point guard. We'll meet us. I mean, you never know. I, I can I can see that happening. Sure, ship him up to Chicago for the back half of the season. We'll take that. <laughs> yeah, that that would be a good idea too. Yeah, no, with him and hey, you know what? He was Kobe White's AAU coach. They have they're they're friends. Like they they he I mean he I 
I, I say all the time, I wish Kobe White would just watch film of like some of these point guards. Kobe can score, but I want him to be a better distributor and playmate and um, set up his teammates better because he's got the speed to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And he, um, but yeah, I'm like, man, you should watch film on Chris Paul. But man, having being it being around Chris Paul would be nice. I yeah. hope we get like a, I mean, I hope we get like a or a Kyle Lowry. I mean, I hope we can get a, a point guard like that, you know, in Chicago, you know. Yeah, that's a big piece. That Lowry guy. would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did we did we have we talked since the since the draft lottery? I don't think we have. Man, and actually, I don't even. Yo, no, we haven't. And yeah, I kind of, I kind of toned that out. I know Chicago lost their picks. I'm gonna go. Okay, whatever. I mean, they're not gonna even have a pick in the first round. So, but I think they do have a. I don't remember if they have a pick or not. Actually, I kind of just toned that. I kind of just put that in the back of my head because obviously, with everything else going on. With that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they gave up. They they had the top four protected. So no. They, yeah. If they would have been in the top four. They would have kept it, but instead, it goes to Orlando as part of the Vooch deal. Um, but they still have their second rounder, so okay. they can theory, no. find somebody there. No, we can't, and I and I like our manager too. Maybe he drafts a stash and stash a stash prospect. I like you know the dude on there because they're gonna do their due diligence, or maybe they traded for something. I don't. I mean, maybe they package it with something else. But uh, I like I like our uh, I like our front office. But yeah, I don't even. Detroit has a number one pick, and I know they they might trade it, but I think they should keep it and maybe take uh that Cade Cunningham dude because he's a really good uh, uh point guard, and he, I think he uh might be the most talented prospect in the draft. Yeah, my college players are a little. My knowledge on the college players college scene is a little fuzzy. Yeah, know. especially this year with everything going on with COVID. I just know I watched Cade. He's six eight, and he's uh he's like a six eight point guard. Yeah, and those then, guys don't come around very often. I mean, Houston has two. Cleveland's man, Cleveland, man, they they got like they've got like two guys, three. They got a, they had it's like their fifth straight lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Jalen Suggs. Who's oh, the Jaylen. team that's got like twelve billion draft picks between Boston, Oklahoma City Thunder? Yeah, I think it's Oklahoma City that owns like yeah, half the lot. drafts between now and yeah. twenty thirty. Man, the Warriors have a top ten pick again. That's gonna be love for them, dude. They're seven, man. That, hey, that's why they're probably favorite. Because I'm like, oh, you know what? We're gonna bring back Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins. I think um, and then throwing a couple of lottery picks, throwing yeah. throwing the big man from last year. What was his name? James oh, Wiseman. Yeah, don't Wiseman. forget about him. And he I, he fits in perfectly with them. You know, I, I still. Yeah, the Magic. Uh, the Magic have like two lottery picks too. They have they have five and they have eight. And they got yeah, they have a lot. The Jack the Kings have nine. Pelicans have ten. We'll see what they do. Hornets have eleven. Are they going to build around Lamelo? They have them drafting a point guard. That's weird. Yeah. Spurs have twelve. Pacers thirteen. Warriors have a fourteenth pick too. Dude, the Warriors have two lottery picks. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be. That's that's crazy. Odds are they'll probably ship that off for a for a veteran, but. But if they could get a couple of young guys to go with Steph and Clay and Draymond, that's especially while they're on their rookie deals. Yeah, that's going to be pretty impressive out west. They're going to be tough to beat. Cool. Rockets have like three first round picks. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but Jazz or the Thunder only have uh sorry, but Thunder only have like uh one first round pick. I know they have a they have a lot of draft picks, so I know they have a lot. It's like it's crazy how many they have. I can man. It's like fifteen or something, like the next it's like fourteen in the next three years. Yeah, yeah, it's insane what they've what they've got. That used to be Boston, and Boston's kind of used up some of their draft capital because Boston had a lot too after they rebuilt after the big three. Mm-hmm. You have anything else? I I honestly don't. I don't either. Oh, yeah, I was just I, about to ask you that. So I just saw the Thunder have eighteen first round picks through twenty twenty seven. That's insane. You can make you can remake your team like twice. <laughs> Don't like it? Just ship them all out and start all over again with a bunch of first rounders. Okay, she has three first round picks in July. Now Thunder can work with Walker. Bang. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, that is true. Build your team. Get the right the front office in there. And Presti's pretty good. So. Yep. <sighs> Well, all righty. So that sounds like that'll do it for us for tonight. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Yep. And we will probably be back. If we're not back next week for the, the show, we'll be back the week after for a wrap up of, of the whole thing. Of the whole oh, season. yeah. But we'll be back here sometime in the next two weeks, hopefully next week. Um, yeah. Just to just to kind of bring everything, wrap everything up. Yeah. The schedule, the schedule, Doug, yeah. um, it's, it should be Tuesday, Thursday and Sundays when they play the games. Yeah. So, yeah, so that'll make it easy to, to keep track. Yeah. Cool. All right. So for Sam, I'm Doug, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.